You are listening to the weekly podcast of Northeast Baptist Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We pray you enjoy today's message. David said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. It's preaching time. It's preaching time. I'm going to ask if you will turn in your Bibles to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, the 19th chapter, the book of Luke, the 19th chapter. I'm going to be reading for your hearing, starting at the 28th verse, Luke, the 19th chapter starting at the 28th verse. And here at Northeast Baptist Church, we stand in reverence to the reading of God's word. So we would ask that everybody that has legs to stand would stand in reverence to the reading of God's word. If you have it, say amen. Amen. If you're still looking, say, wait a minute, preacher. All right. And when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he was come nigh into Bethpage in Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man sat. Loose him and bring him hither. 
And if any man asks you, why do you lose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning from the thought, just as I am. Just as I am. Today is Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is when we celebrate Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And triumphal means victory. Some would find it strange that we celebrate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem as victory when he knew and now we know that he was entering the city the very last time to die on an old rugged cross. But, 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 but there's no need to be confused by the fact that we call it a victory celebration because Jesus was here on assignment. Yeah, yeah. Jesus was here to die for your sins and to die for my sins. Uh, he was here to die for our sins and then rise up on the third day having defeated death, hell, and the grave. He was here to die for our sins and rise up from the grave and then 40 days later ascend up to the right hand of his father where he continues to this day to do intercession for me and for you. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that he's doing intercession for me. I'm thankful that he's doing intercession for you because through his intercession, through the shedding of his blood, he has created a pathway from earth to glory so that we might, those of us that believe, have eternal life. I don't know about you, but that sounds like victory to me. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John each chronicle Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. 
and each of them tell the story in their own unique way and from their own unique perspective. But one thing that's common in all foretellings of the gospel is that Jesus entered into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. Luke, in this 19th chapter, calls the donkey a cult. And all you need to be aware of here is that a cult is nothing more than a donkey that's four years old or less. Uh, donkeys, uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, were built for labor. Uh, donkeys are work animals. Donkeys are not show animals. They don't ride in the front of parades. Donkeys are beasts of burden. And even though Zechariah prophesied that the Messiah would enter into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey's coat, many of the Jews still expected their Savior, their warrior king Savior, to come into Jerusalem with horses and chariots, with armor, with, with weapons and artillery. Uh, they expected a warrior king to come and save them. But here comes Jesus. On the back of a donkey, lowly, and, 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 and here's what I, I need you to understand. The Jews expected a warrior king, but what they needed to understand is that the God that we serve is sovereign. Uh, the God that we serve, he can do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it. The God that we serve, he can use whoever he wants to use, and whomever he wants to use, he can use them whenever he wants to. And because of his sovereignty, I thank God I can come to him just as I am. I don't need to get prepared. I can come to Jesus just as I am. I, I don't need to be adorned in any particular garments. I don't need to look a certain way. I don't need to act a certain way. But I can come to Jesus just as I am. I don't need any particular educational uh, uh, diplomas or degree. The only thing I need to have learned is that Jesus died for our sins, uh, that the God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. If I know that, I can come to him just as I am. And today, I want to use this pericope of Scripture and the condition of this lonely, lowly donkey to show you and to encourage you and to let you know that Jesus is ready to use you just as you are. You don't have to worry about your condition, your situation. You don't have to worry about what you're going through. You don't have to worry about any of that. God will make the necessary preparations for you to complete your assignment and for him to get the glory out of you. Look at the text. Look at the text. Verse 29. 
Jesus is entering into the towns of Bethpage and Bethany. He instructs two of his disciples to go into the village where they will see a donkey tied up that no one has ever ridden. He tells them to untie the donkey and bring it to him. And if anyone asks you why they are untying the coat, tell them the Lord has need of it. Now, now I would tend to believe that in an agrarian society where farms and farm animals were the norm, that the disciples would pass many donkeys roaming free. Uh, they could have their pick of the finest donkeys in the land. As a matter of fact, Jesus could have said, go into the village and bring me a donkey. But Jesus had a plan and a purpose for this particular animal. Uh, no other animal could accomplish this mission. The assignment was designed specifically for this donkey. This donkey was chosen by the Savior. Y'all still think I'm in Bethpage and Bethany, but I'm right here in Northeast Baptist Church because I need somebody in here today to know that the Lord has a call on your life. Uh, he could have chosen billions of others, but guess what? God chose you. Uh, he's given you gifts and talents in order for you to complete your assignment. You have been uniquely designed and crafted to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Watch this. He's protected you from hurt, harm, and danger because he has an assignment on your life. Uh, he's not allowed the enemy me to take you out because he has an assignment on your life. He's not allowed the self-inflicted wounds that you've placed on yourself to damage you or take you out because he has an assignment on your life. Somebody ought to look at their neighbor right now and say, I'm still here because God has an assignment. Oh, I wish I had somebody today that's been through hell that knows the enemy has attacked you, that knows that Satan tried to take you out, but you're still here because he has an assignment. And if you know like I know how God has protected you, if you know how I know how God has built a hedge of protection around you. The world looked at you and thought you'd be dead years ago, but you're still here. You're still here. Oh, I wish I had somebody today that would give God praise. Uh, I should have been out of here a long time ago, but I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm here because he has an assignment for me to complete all you got to do is come to him just as you are folks say reverend I'm I'm getting there I'm on my way I, I, I just need to fix some things oh I, I, I but my response to them is you better stop waiting 
because tomorrow is not promised. And I know one that can fix any situation. I know one that can fix any mental issue. I wish I had a witness up in here today. I know one that can fix you. And you know how I can tell you he can fix you? Because one day he fixed me and turned my life around. Do I have any witnesses in the building today that can say, the Lord fixed you? Wait a second. Wait a second. The text says that the disciples would find a donkey tied up. For some reason, Reverend Wadi, the owners of the donkey felt that it needed to be restrained, that it was needed to be tied up. And, and, and when, when you're tied up, that means that you are under submission to something else. When, when, when you're tied up, that means that you are under the control of something else. When you're tied up, that means that you are confined. That means that you are restrained. Here's what it means. Tied up means that you are not free. But Jesus, somebody say, but Jesus, dispatched his disciples to release the donkey so that that donkey might achieve its greater purpose. Y'all think I'm talking about donkeys. Y'all think I'm talking about farm animals. But I need somebody in here to know today, aren't you glad that when you were tied up and bound up, uh, when you were restrained and restricted, uh, that God sent somebody? Oh, I wish I had a witness today that knows about a praying grandmother. I wish I had a witness today that knows about a praying grandfather. I wish I had a witness today that had praying parents in the house that stayed in your face, that stayed on your knees, that kept on praying with you, telling you that God has a plan. Oh, I wish I had about 25 folk in here today that'll give God praise. You used to be tied up by pride. You used to be tied up by anger. You used to be tied up by drugs and alcohol. But God said somebody. To let you know that Jesus can fix you. That Jesus can turn your life around that Jesus can make you brand new, that the valley that you're in doesn't have to be your last destination, but God has greater for you. That's, that's the point I want you to get. If you're writing, if you're taking notes, here's what I need you to get. Here's what I need you to get. When you come to Jesus, just as you are, he will release you. I heard the songwriter say he will set you free. The song said, I am free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. My soul is resting. It's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah!
Hallelujah. I'm free. When you come to Jesus just as you are, he will release you. But when you come to Jesus just as you are, he will also reclaim you as his property. Woo. All right, let me help you out. Let me, let me be clear. God created the heavens and the earth. Everything is already his. But we get temporary custody of some things. That's why y'all need to stop holding on to your money so tightly. Because you can't take your money to the grave with you. You need to use the money that God gave you to bless somebody else. To lift somebody. Y'all not praying with me this morning? So let's establish this point. It all belongs to him. Somebody say that. It all belongs to him. But look at this. Look at this. Look at verse 32. They found the cult just as Jesus said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, why are you untying this cult? Watch this. Watch this. And the disciples simply replied, the Lord has need of it. Woo. So they brought the coat to Jesus. Digging Shuford, I have a problem with this text. Uh, Makai, I have a problem with this text. And if you're following closely, uh, uh, as I go through this sermon, you ought to have the same problem with this text. H here it is. What in the world was up with the owners? They didn't put up a fight. Look in your Bible. I didn't skip anything. The disciples said the Lord has need of it. And in the very next verse, so they brought the cult to Jesus. What's up with these owners? There was no fight. There was no resistance. No argument ensued. The owners asked why. They gave a reason, and the scripture said the next thing you know, the donkey was on its way to Jesus. Now, 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 we already established that donkeys are work animals. They cost a lot of money. And here, the disciples are basically caught in the act of stealing. And their response is, the Lord has need of it. Y'all don't get it. Okay, all right, all right. Let, 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 let me help you out. To me, if I were the owner of that donkey that I paid for, that I've been feeding, that, 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 that I'm counting on to bring me some money, and I walk out my crib, as 70s and 80s, Delilah, crib, yeah, and I see somebody untying my property. And all they say to me, Deacon Shuford, I know you. And all they say to you is, the Lord has need of it. All right, let me help you out. Let me help you out. Help me help you out. 
Anybody got anybody anybody got any money in their pocket right there? Brother Combs, you got some money in your pocket? Just pull out, just pull out your money. Just pull out your money real quick. Pull out some money. Pull out your money. Pull out your money. Pull out your money. Pull out your money. All right. I hope you had a little bit more than that. All right. Now I just walked away with Brother Combs' money. Brother Combs, I'm taking your money. Because the Lord has need of it. Sister Claudia, I'm going to follow you out of church today. I know that little gray car that you have, right? I'm going to let you open up the door. But once you open up the door, I'm going to take the key. I'm going to sit in the front seat. I'm going to put down the window, close the door, drive off. And while you cussing, I'm going to say, the Lord... The Lord has need of it. Wait a second, wait a second. Where one of my good cooks at? All right, Miss Gail, Miss Gail, I'm following you home today. I got some suitcases in my car. I'm moving. I know you can married. I know you got a husband. I know the grandkids come up, but I'm moving into your house. And when I move into your house, I'm going to go and open up the refrigerator. And I'm going to take out some of that food. You take such nice pictures when you cook. I'm going to go in that refrigerator and look for that food. I'm taking it out. And when y'all start looking at me and asking what I'm doing, I'm going to say, the Lord has need of it. Now, I know y'all love your pastor. But I dare say if I did that to some of y'all, y'all be greasing down your hair taking off your earrings, rolling up your sleeves, calling 911, saying, y'all better come get him before I get him. But can I tell you what this text teaches me? Can I tell you what this text teaches me? It teaches me that there's power woo, in the name of the Lord. My Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. He is Lord. Let me help you out right here. Wait a second. We need to start reclaiming some stuff in the name of Jesus. Child, get from out of that street. You got a greater purpose in life because the Lord has need of you. Frankfurt, you're not going to continue to be riddled with violence and drugs. We're not going to take that because the Lord has need of you. I'm not going to relent my relationship fail. I'm not going to let a divorce take place because the Lord because the Lord because the Lord has need of it. Northeast we will thrive. We will be successful. We will grow. The devil can't stop us. The devil can't block us because the Lord Hey, great God Almighty, the Lord, the Lord has need of it. 
Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Tell them the Lord, the Lord has need of you. We need to stop being cowards and have some holy boldness and reclaim some stuff in the name of the Lord because there's power, 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 wonder-working power in the precious I got to close this message. Can I close this message? You got two points already. Quan, what are the two points? What are the two points? First point, first point is what? What's first point? God has chosen you, specifically you for assignment. What's number two? He will reclaim you, right? He will also release you. All right, here's the final point. Here's the final point. You got to present yourself to him just as you are because the Lord has need of you, right? But here's the last point. He will also change you. Look at verse 35 and 36. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on as he rode along, the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him. Beloved, beloved, I told you earlier, this donkey had never been ridden. It had never felt the weight of a human on its back. And my research, because I do research, I don't just make this stuff up. My research taught me that donkeys are intelligent creatures, but they're stubborn. They like human interaction, but it takes a long time before they trust you. They're known to fight, bite, and kick those that they do not trust. In short order, in order for a donkey to be ridden that's never been ridden, you've got to invest weeks and sometimes months to break it and to train it. But the disciples, I'm going somewhere, brought the donkey to Jesus just as he was. It wasn't trained. It wasn't broken. It was just as it, somebody ought to be getting happy up in here. And when the donkey came into the presence of the king of kings, of the Lord of lords, of the lily of the valley, of the bright and morning star, the I am, that I am the prince of peace, 
when he came into the presence of Jesus, his whole demeanor changed. His disposition changed. He didn't act the way he used to act. He didn't do the things he used to do. He was ready, willing, and able to be used by Jesus. I'm leaving Bethpage. I'm leaving Bethany, but I'm coming to Northeast Baptist Church, and I need to let you know that when you come into the presence of Jesus, your life will never be the same again. People will remember what you used to be. People will remember how you used to act. People will remember who you used to hang around. But let them remember while you give God praise for being a brand new creature. While you give God praise for changing you from the inside out. While you give God praise for picking you up out of the Mari clay while you give God praise for freeing you from cocaine while you give God praise for freeing you from Jack Daniels while you give God praise for freeing you from that Negro that didn't mean you any good while you give God praise for all the change he's made in your life, is there anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody in the building that'll give God praise for the change that is made in your life? Is there anybody that'll shout for joy because the Lord remade you, rearranged you, picked you up? Turn you around. Say yeah. 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 I know I've been changed. I know I've been changed. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't it, 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 do it. Somebody in here today ought to be giving God praise because you're not what you used to be. You're not who you used to be. But God gave you a new walk. Is there anybody that'll shout joy? God gave you a new talk. Is there anybody that'll give him praise? You can walk different. You can talk different. You can praise different. 
You can pray different. You can shout different. Yes! No, I've been changed. Charlotte Elliott wrote these words. She said, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for thee, and that thou biddest me come to thee. O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Don't let it be too late. Come to Jesus just as you are. He will release you. He will reclaim you. And then he will change you. The doors of the church are open. How many of you know he changed you? Come on, how many of you know he changed you? Come on, come on, come on. How many of you know he changed you? How many of you are thankful that he changed you? All you had to do is come to him just as you are. No great preparation. You don't have to prepare because he's prepared for you. doors of the church are open. I want to encourage somebody this morning to come to Jesus just as you are. Stop delaying. Stop talking about what's going to happen tomorrow. You're here today. And God can make and will make the difference in your life Today, he's a right now kind of God. And I'm so glad the doors of the church are open. Is there one? All you got to do is give your hand to the deacons, but give your heart to the Lord. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus while you still have time. There's three calls. The first call is to those who need to know Jesus as their personal Savior. If you don't have a personal Savior, if you haven't claimed Jesus and accepted him into your heart, then I want to invite you to accept him today. I promise you he will make your life brand new. The second call goes out to the backslider. Let me tell you something. You're in a room full of backsliders. We were born in sin and shapen in iniquity. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the one thing that we know is that when we came to him just as we were, he accepted us. 
He reclaimed us. He released us. He changed us. So I want to offer an invitation to the backslider today. Third call, if you don't have a church home, then I want to invite you to join Northeast Baptist Church. We are the church that love is building. And I believe we need to be intentional about our witness. We need to be intentional about evangelism. And we need more laborers to touch this community, this city, and this world. Is there one this morning? The doors of the church are open. Come on, I wouldn't wait another day. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.